Welcome to Psychedelicast. Hosted by Clinton Cayley, this show is an interview-based podcast focused on offering listeners in-depth information concerning plant medicines, entheogens, and all subjects tangential to psychedelia. Join us in prying open the third eye. Welcome, 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 friends and neighbors, to another episode of Psychedelicast. My name is Clinton Cayley. I'm the host of this podcast. We have a very, very psychedelic uh, guest for you today, a very trippy story uh, about some Peruvian ayahuasca and some integration of your inner child and a story of love, light, transformation. A uh, very, very interesting story from a very, very interesting guy. I am happy to introduce to you an interview with my man Adrian Skyping in from across the pond. Thank you so much for doing this with me last minute, brother. I had somebody else lined up. It kind of fell through. We had to pull it out at the last second, and Adrian came through with a, a mind bender. This is a really cool story. Uh, a lot of love, a lot of uh, healing going on in this one. So super happy to have you, Adrian, all the way from Wales, all the way across the pond. I guess not so much because I'm across some ponds too right now. It's going well here for me. I am in uh, Brazil still, kind of uh, moving around. I came back to Sao Paulo, um, be here for a little bit longer than uh, I think I'm going to head to Rio. I may head to Peru. I don't know what it's going to be like flying. The world is a crazy place right now, as we all know, so I'm not sure if I'm going anywhere, and if I am going somewhere, I'm not sure where that is. So, with that being said, let's get all this nonsense out of the way, and then we'll talk to Adrian. I don't know why I'm singing stuff today. I, I've been having a good last couple days. I'm in a good mood. I'm in high spirits. Let's do this, get this bullshit out the way, and talk to Adrian. Before we chat with Adrian, you know we gotta plug and promo. Guys, if you're not a member of the Psychedelicast Psychonaut community over on Patreon, you need to join us, dude. It's only $3 a month. You're going to get a pretty solid bang for your buck. You're going to get to come on the show. You're going to get uh, four extra episodes a week, so you're roughly paying $0.75 cents an episode, plus you get the two freebies. So actually, you're paying like $0.50 cents an episode for six episodes a month. That's pretty good, dude. I don't think uh, there are many other shows out there offering that kind of uh, incentive for their fans or their target audience, uh, especially not in the psychedelic arena. And dude, you get to come on the show and talk to me, and I'm fucking awesome. Uh, just kidding. I'm, I'm kind of cool. I like me. Some, pe- some other people do. Some other people don't. That's neither here nor there. What is here is www.patreon.com slash psychedelicast. Enter the void with us for $3 a month. Come on the show. Tell your story. Get all the no-trip sitters that you've been missing. Get to meet the other Psychedelicast Psychonauts. We've already got four episodes up, three or four episodes up with Psychonauts. And guess what? We need you to join because we need your story. We want to hear your story. Come on over to www.patreon.com slash psychedelicast and join us three bucks a month for all that trippiness. Beyond that, we always appreciate you liking and sharing and following and subscribing. This is what I'd like for you to do. I'd like for you to follow us on all social media at Psychedelicast on Facebook and Instagram. We post a lot of memes. I share a lot of news stuff over there. I try to stay uh, updated with what's going on in the community. And that is how I disseminate most of the information uh, about the show. And that's how we stay in touch with you guys. And that's how we meet you guys, communicate with you guys, get you on the shows, get you involved. 
Um, so follow us on the social medias. Also subscribe on whatever podca- podcatcher you're using. Man, we're out there on Apple, iTunes, all Spotify, Stitcher, everything. Obviously, you're listening to the show right now. You're using one of those apps. Uh, subscribe, review the show, drop us some stars, leave us some love. Uh, but most of all, be good to yourselves, my dudes. Let's do psychedelic news. In psychedelic news today, where do we begin? What a couple, what a massive last couple of days slash week. Um, there's a lot of changes going on in America right now. Uh, I'm not privy to everything. I don't have American TV. I don't have constant access to the internet. Um, so I, I'm pretty well out of the loop for a lot of things, but I definitely saw uh, this election was big in the plant medicine world. Uh, cannabis takes several states, decriminalizations, full legalizations, medical, recreational, and otherwise. Uh, we've also seen some decrims uh, for several states as far as psychedelic plants go. So, I mean, there's a lot of news to tell. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about New Jersey today in an article from the New York Post. The article is entitled, New Jersey Tweaks Marijuana Bill to Relax Penalty for Magic Mushrooms, written by a Miss Natalie O'Neill on November 13th, 2020. There's no need to trip out over small amounts of magic mushrooms, New Jersey lawmakers say. The state legislature tweaked a marijuana decriminalization bill on Thursday to soften the punishment for possession of the psychedelic drug, according to reports. A key Senate committee amended the bill, S-2535, to downgrade penalties for possessing up to an ounce of psilocybin, the hallucinogenic compound found in shrooms, from a third-degree felony to a disorderly person's offense, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported. The Senate Budget and Appropriations Committee unanimously approved the legislation, including the mushroom amendment, which was added by an unidentified senator. Senator Teresa Ruiz, who sponsored the legislation, told NJ.com, New Jersey will be at the forefront of the decriminalization conversations. Although the Garden State legalized recreational weed via a ballot measure November 3rd, the Senate bill was proposed before it passed to remove criminal penalties for possession of up to six ounces of marijuana. Lawmakers must still pass bills to halt arrests for possession of the drug and hammer out a plan for the budding industry. The maximum fine for a disorderly person's charge is $500, along with up to 30 days in jail. By contrast, a person convicted of a third-degree felony can be sentenced up to five years in prison, according to criminal lawyer NJ.com. New Jersey became the 12th state to legalize marijuana on November the 3rd. On the same day, Oregon became the first state to legalize magic mushrooms for use in therapy sessions. Last year, New York decriminalized the possession of up to two ounces of marijuana. So, big up to New Jersey for not only hitting them with the uh, legalization of the cannabis there, but also the decriminalization of the psilocybin mushroom. Fantastic. Big step forward. I bet Joey Diaz is happy to, is happy to hear that. Joey Diaz is a, a comic that I like, and he just moved to New Jersey. So, uh, I'm sure he's really happy about all that shit. Anyways, I have taken enough of your time, so why don't we uh, turn it over to Adrian. We have a quite an anecdote uh, a story, a tale of trauma, healing, deep, high strange psychedelia, and uh, maybe some inner child integration. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Adrian. Take it away, brother. Thank you so much for doing the show.
Second, dude. Yeah, no worries. Put the headphones on. Yeah, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Yeah, I can hear you. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing nice very to meet well. you. You too, buddy. Thanks for uh, doing the show. Thanks for chatting with me. I love your setup, man. It's that is badass. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. It's just a flag, bro. It's just a flag and a little blue light in it all, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and nice, using my camera. Nice ambiance, though, man. Yeah, okay. I got a couple of spots. I do it in my in my shop as well. I've got like a CBD dispenser, so it's quite sort of shamanic setup with all the art. So we do some podcasts from there as well. Well, I'm starting, mate. I'm new to it. You know, I've not really set it up properly. I'm doing small ones and trying to get a back catalog and then maybe start. So I'm watching you guys. You know, run yeah, ahead well, with it. And, yeah. I don't know about everybody else, but I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. So <laughs> <laughs> no either. Oh, I've been doing, I've been I've been podcasting air quotes for about like two years and still oh, I'm like, you? what? <laughs> yeah. Well, not with uh psychedelic cast. I did a different show and it was terrible, but I learned a lot and uh still terrible, but I'm learning a lot also. So. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I haven't listened to it because I'm not on, I'm on Patreon and I want to start like, you know, getting into it and stuff, but I'm not quite sure how to use it. So I was trying to find you earlier and I couldn't, you know, it was like, um, how do I get to listen to you? Yeah, Obviously yeah, we, need yeah. to, we need to be a patron to you, don't we? No, no, no. I actually have, a, there's a Patreon area and thank you for plugging my Patreon in the middle of the uh, intro. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, there's cool. a Patreon. Yeah, dude, there's a there's a Patreon uh, section where I give ex extra content for people who want to pay. But uh, I do a biweekly interview release on normal podcasting platforms. So I'll send you all that shit because you are going to go live tomorrow on that free uh, feed. So everyone will have access to that. Cool. Yeah, so we've got Adrian here. Adrian, I know we've already kind of got into it, but why don't you briefly... Uh, uh, introduce yourself to listeners and we're going to get into some crazy shit here because before I let you introduce yourself, I just want to tell you, I was reading your account here of your uh, ayahuasca experiences and your entire life and it's pretty fantastic and it gave me this feeling like sometimes I get this feeling, which we'll talk more about this later, like when I read certain things or I get certain imagery. I almost feel like I'm about to start tripping again, like like spontaneously. Yeah. And uh, and when I was reading some of your stuff, it was so evocative of my ayahuasca experience. And you're able to. Uh, oh, you're you're a very ayahuasca. good writer. Amazing. Yes, yes, ayahuasca. Yes. Oh, it's gonna be cool, man. Bear with me a second, bro. Yes. I'm just adjusting my camera. I told you it's a new setup. It's a mess. I'm trying no, to get closer man, to the screen. Thing. Bear with me. No a second, worries, bro. man. I'll just keep talking shit while you do that. Um, but, yeah, so he's he's kind of fixing things up, but for the listeners, 
um, I was reading, he sent me a, a piece of his uh, writing and I read it and it's very oh, evocative of my ayahuasca experience. I was just talking shit while you were gone. Nah, go bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad. Sorry. I sort of, that was taking my attention then to know that you've done ayahuasca as well. Because there's not many people that I'm around that, you know, just, that have done it, you know, and, and, and in my city in particular, nobody and there's so many people hungry now for this life-changing experience and that's what it was for me you know and that's what i wanted it to be i needed it to be you know it's just lovely Absolutely. to be able to talk to somebody now that's yeah that's done it that knows what i'm talking about yeah we'll we'll get into we'll get into some ayahuasca yeah. in depth here because like i'm saying you're what you've what you've written here gives me that like you there's certain things that I think I'm a pretty good writer too, and I took a whack at my ayahuasca experiences. Uh, but there's a lot of things here that you are able to express that I don't know. They just hit that button, and it's like, damn, I can't remember that that feeling, that emotion during my experience. Yeah. But uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll kind of yeah. go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So my name's Aid, uh, short for Adrian. Um, everyone calls me Aid. I'm from Bennett, is my surname, but. Yeah, we won't get into that, but uh, yeah, so um, I'm from Wales in the UK. Um, like uh, Clinton was saying, you know, I've done ayahuasca. I was saying to you, I've done ayahuasca and that. But um, prior to that, I was a religious speaker. I was an evangelist, a born-again Christian, off the back of being a, a junkie from like the ages of 16 to 22. Uh, I can go, we'll go, probably dig into that a bit because there's a lot of these reasons I'm giving you are the reasons why I did ayahuasca in the first place because for me it was a big jump, man. You know, being yeah. a be, being a religious preacher, I was a literalist. You know, heaven and hell, brimstone, all hellfire shit. I'm way beyond that now, way beyond. Trust me, but but yeah, to go there for me was like jumping into devil worshiping. You know, that was the teaching that I used to give. You know, so. Yeah, so that's my background. Um, went through the children's homes and welfare sort of stuff. You know, that's what you call it in America. Over here, we call it the care system. Yeah, just come from quite a crazy background, you know? Yeah, and always been quite, like, on a journey. And that's maybe why I can write. I've tried to write the book. I've been waiting to write the book. I'm 47, but I've been waiting to write the book. Since I became a born-again Christian, I thought, fuck, I've got a story to tell that might be... And I... I think we can use, I, I use my stories, what's the word, by default, really, and it just for life, I think we can be a lifeline to other people, and that maybe yes. not all of us, but I think some of us maybe put you here for reasons, and I feel that, ever, yeah, so I've always been that way inclined, you know, sort of empathetic. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so, yeah, and, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's... it's first time really to do this sort of thing to introduce myself you know but it's a bit of a weird thing for me to do it is it is um but you did a pretty here we'll, we'll run off with some of this um but you run cbd business as well yeah and that's where it all started for me really my buddy's got a farm in um southern oregon so mm -hmm. i'm one of these dudes that like if you want to do something, go there and do it. You know, I've done a lot of different things in my life and did Iron Man and lots of different tryouts. I did loads of different weird stuff, but for the weed stuff, you know, I was, I was having a mental breakdown and I had this mm -hmm. sort of 
in church, you know, this, I heard about this cannabis stuff, and he's like, I can't, I just can't go back down that track, you know? But um, ended up looking into it. It's a long, long story. But I ended up mm-hmm. out in Oregon. We ended up in California and Palm Springs. And I, I got a building company in, in, in the UK. I'm winding it down now. But I used to build for this guy who's a, a lawyer in Arizona. In fact, their firm was um, responsible for part of the Vegas build in the 40s. It's really interesting, guys. Mm-hmm. And they live here but have this... Um, I have a house here and a house back there, but his son has a farm in Southern Oregon, just um, north of the border, the Californian border in Ashland, just near Ashland. So I just traveled up, stayed in the farm for a few weeks, and then I just got, um, I mean, cannabis had changed my life, you know, completely changed my mental state and everything. So I was just like, right, this can be a business. So yeah, we would just, I just grabbed the bull by the horns when I was on holiday, vacation, flew up, set the business up and then that was two years ago but then about on my second visit to the farm i spent some time with the guys and harvested the field now i'd never seen cannabis plants in my fucking life right i'm standing next to these how long ago how long ago is this how long two years ago two Two years ago okay yeah it was my first visit there very much and psychedelics i had i did lsd when i was did lsd when i was a kid when i was a drug addict but i was mainly in sort of just losing you know different types of drugs and i had a bad experience so i'm glad i had that at 16 17 because a it did something to my mind it opened me up to the possibilities of we're more than this you know we are Mm -hmm. actually more than what our bodies are sort of sent me on a spiritual path but i kept away from psychedelics and I'm in the farm and they're like talking about DMT and I'm like, what the fuck's DMT? And this is less than two years ago, this is. Like, they start laughing at me. Like, you're fucking setting up a cannabis company. You don't even know what DMT is, you know? I'm like, well, I'm naive, <laughs> but I'm willing to learn. And they were willing to teach me. So I was with all these outlaws, you know, surrounded by guns. I never shot a fucking gun in my life. And it was so cool, you know, just living on this farm. And I went from like this dude who had was into these fast cars. I had sort of fucking Lambo-derived fucking Audis and all sorts of shit. I was into that, and I had to sort of... Yeah, it was a time of real, real, real reflection, you know, and I started to lose my attraction, all that bullshit did, to see these guys live the way they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's bliss. I, that's my dream, you know, to live in a farm away from everybody just far enough, you know. Uh, but anyway... Yeah. So when we start watching DMT, the spirit molecule, have you seen that? You've obviously seen that with oh, Rick Strassman, yeah. Yeah? yeah? So uh-huh. I, came, I came back after watching that. I came back to my wife, and they told me about ayahuasca. I said, I'm, I, said I'm, I'm, I, I may do DMT because it's like 15 minutes. That was me in, out. Like, fuck, I can cope with that. But the thought of being, you know, six to eight hours or whatever they would explain was like, I just, my mind wouldn't cope with it. I was a fragile human being at the time, you know, off the back of suicidal yeah. shit and years gone, you know? So, but I got home and I said to my wife, I said, uh, I said, have you heard of this ayahuasca stuff? And she went, never heard of it. I said, it's fucking crazy. These guys take this stuff. I said, fuck that. And she said, as soon as I turned my back to walk away from her, she thought, he's fucking doing that. She just knew that I'd end up doing it because of the way. Yeah. And I started to email Dr. Rick Strassman. 
<coughs> because when I was a young, you read in my book, didn't you? I think I put, no, I didn't put it in my book, actually, I don't think. My book, it's a story, isn't it? It's not a book. But um, in, um, when I was younger, I used to have these um, DMT experiences when I was about eight, nine, ten years old. So I would be abused, it was being abused at home. Not, not sexually, just physically, trauma, I'm a family breakdown, step parents, all that bullshit. I'm really cool with it, you know. I'm, Ayahuasca helped me with that a lot. Um, mm, that being mm. said, you know, it happens and these things happen to us and we have to work through them sometimes. And it hit me in my 40s. But um, during the, when I, I'd wake up, man, I'd fucking wake up and I'd feel, now I know it's the rush of the onset of the DMT, but, and I'd be a little kid and I'd be screaming, headbutt in the wall, this growling in my head, and my parents would come in and try and hit me about, and I, would, they, I didn't know what was going on. You're talking 1981? It was a long time ago. So, um, have you frozen? Uh-huh. You froze then. Yeah, so that was 1981. I, I still got you. It's kind yeah. of shocked, but I still got so, you. So, and then what I started to do was I these trauma, these traumatic events would come on, and they'd happen like every few months. And I begun. I lived in this little. We lived in a mining town, you know, where they mine coal. Very small, like hick, you know, like a hick. And um, in the valleys, and I'd climb out of my little village window, jump down. And I'd run the streets screaming and I'd have these hallucinations. And I was nine years old, never taken drunk, obviously, never drunk or nothing. And I'd be having these space, I'd be in these other dimensions with spaceships and fucking things chasing me and just running. And about 20, 30 minutes later, I'd come around by always by the, we lived back to back with a brewery called Vellinvol Brewery. And I'd always come around outside. Well, I remember coming around when I did outside the brewery in a T-shirt, a little boy with a pair of shorts on, um, and my socks. That I'd wear two pairs of socks to bed as a young lad, and I'd worn the soles through, and the socks, they'd be flapping on my feet. I'd be fucking, I'd be cut and dirt. So I'd have these experiences, not knowing I'd be taken to mental homes by my psychologist my parents and have these probes put on my head to read all my brain but I was okay you know I was a, I was an okay kid I was just these events would really scare me so obviously that was my first I think experience with psychedelia in a way looking back because mm -hmm. after reading Strassman's book and that's why I emailed him I said look could ayahuasca help me that's all I want to know you know I fucking get emotional saying it now because I needed help bro Say, can it, mm -hmm. do you think, because I was a cesarean baby, that he is a really interesting correlation he has in his book. I don't know if it comes out. I'm not sure which one of his books, but he says that he seems to think about being that, and then obviously this is a hypothesis, okay, not a theory, but it's a very mm -hmm. good one, I think, that most males are cesarean, mainly because of our size, and it's not usually females that are cesarean. I'm, the statistics show that mainly it's males. Now, mm -hmm. we know that endogenously, when we come down the womb, we have DMT in our brains, don't we? Mm -hmm. That's what they say, and when we die, it goes into our brains again. So Rick Strassman seems to be able to sort of loosely link mental health in men with cesarean births. And what his, hypothesis, 
Well, his hypothesis is, is by DMT being introduced at a later date to these people, that can cause the reset that they should have had at birth and maybe cause some sort of alignment. And to me, that made sense, you know? And after doing sure. it, I think yeah. for me, it's, it's now a theory, but it has to be my own personal one because I have no evidence. But yeah, so I then started looking for a temple and I thought if I'm going to go and do it, I'm going to go and do it in the jungle. I want to go and do the real thing. I didn't have much money left at the time because I was I lost everything. I let everything go and I put everything into this cannabis company. So I just saved, found this temple. Don't ask me how the fuck I found it, bro, right? I, it just came to me, like, and it, um, it was in Iquitos in Peru called Temple of the Way of Light. Yeah, yes, I've heard of it. Yeah. And I just, I liked the way because it was light and I was, like, I'm a very esoterical person. If anything, ayahuasca has made me more deeply spiritual and into the mystics. You know, I, I, you know, Jesus even to me is more alive now than when he was dead in Christianity as a somebody that it was God. It's, it's, I could go into that all day with you, you know, because I study <laughs> yeah. it, man, and I can see how psychedelics are in the Bible all the way through. But um, so yeah. I was going there and I needed to sort of go somewhere where it was focused on light, focused on something that I'm not going there to trip. So I then, yeah, I, I looked at the schedule. They offered three ceremonies, five ceremonies or seven. So I took the seven in for a penny, wow. in for a pound, get in there. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just, yeah, I booked the flights and just flew out there on my own. And landed in, never been there before, you know, Lima and then up to Iquitos on another flight and then met a few people in the hotel that were going to the temple as well. So that was sort of the first time you met people. And straight away I was like, oh, fuck, these people are so different to me. I was like, how is this going to go down sight and setting, you know? But, bro, yes. it was perfect. Every, every idiosyncrasy about those people was there for me to yes. trigger me and to push me into those right directions and everything. It was so cool. But yeah, yes, so I, I, yeah, go I, on, I mean, dude, this, cool, cool. the same thing happened, the same thing happened to me when I went to Peru. It was like only preparing yourself to undergo this thing, which you've studied and read all about, which is hilarious, by the way, <laughs> to waste yeah. your time studying about ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah, because your intentions, you have this book of intentions, and after the first night, it's like, fuck that. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. do it anymore. But yeah, yeah man, I, I, I remember coming in and to the introductory portion and meeting the people and the other participants and they're all so different one lady's from germany one yeah. guy is one guy is like a korean from la and there's a girl from lima and there's a, a dude from new york a businessman from new york and like all these different Mate, we're uh, in the same temple as me Fucking telling it's me. Like, oh, sorry, <laughs> my wife just walks in and he's me swearing my head. Um, yeah, that's the same as me. I had a new businessman from New York, a German. I had a Korean Australian guy. It was mad. Dude, what? No. Oh, there was an Australian guy there too, and he got scared and he didn't drink. He decided wow. not to. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, we we got all the way up until he sat down on our mats and handed us the cup. And he backed out, like, with the cup in his hands. I felt so... I, and after, 
like during my entire first night's experience, so, so intense, just like this, you know, we'll get into it, but yeah, yeah. I keep, I keep on thinking about him and I know he's just outside the temple in the, in the little sleeping area. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, dude, he up. Why did, why did he not go through with this? And I'm like trying to send him vibes. And I'm just like, I'm like mourning for him that he didn't, that he didn't have the courage to push through, you know? And, uh, Anyways, yeah. It's a weird one. We had a couple of people in the temple that I don't think were, like, drinking as much. They were there sort of. I mean, I can talk. I didn't... We we never mentioned names, but we were allowed to talk about stories because nobody knows what date it was, where, you know, that... So, uh, you know, we'd have some there that we were convinced were there more for, like, the badge to go with a therapist. They were therapists, and they weren't really drinking, and it was quite evident they weren't drinking enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you can only sip this cup and, you know, if you have these little, you're not going to get these breakthrough experiences, in my opinion. And it was evident. So there's a lot of different people that come to these places. But, like, I was on a call with um, my buddy Arce, uh, Arce Neo. I think you might have known him a little bit through Instagram. And we were saying the same thing, that all those... Um, that he was going, oh, I'll probably end up with people like that. I said, I hope you do, because this is exactly what you need. Yeah. You need to be out of your comfort zone, man. You go into isolation. You need to be driven into your fucking tambo, not into a, a, a group of people all the time to chat about and distract yourself from what's going on. You know, if people mm-hmm. are pissing you off, it's a good thing because it's you that's getting pissed off. They're not pissing you off. It's all internalizing. And they were teaching me this in the jungle, which we'll come to. It was a lot of... It was more than just... You know. It was more. Yes. It was more... How many times did you do it, bro? I've only drank ayahuasca twice. Twice, Um, yeah. And I... I'm I'm in Brazil now, and I'm planning if if travel is, remains possible here in the next few weeks. I don't know. It looks like shit's getting weird again. Um, going to Peru to drink ayahuasca again. Um, do you so, know? Do you have anywhere to go? Um, I got some. I, I, I've got some fucking class places I can sort you set you up with. I mean properly. Yes. Properly. Okay. I'm in touch with them all After, the time. One in the Sacred Valley. One in Pucallpa. And they're, they're, I mean, I love the temple. The temple's closed at the moment anyway, but these are small families still doing it, and they're shaman families. You can go and stay in the house with them. It's phenomenal. Yes, yes. But, but, just, but you know, that. but I can give you some names so you can check what them I'm out. Looking for right yeah, yeah, let's do that after the show because yeah, I'm cool. planning to get out there, and I'm trying to, like, trying to rebuild my courage and build my strength to go because... It's like the after the first, now you know, now you see the power. And uh, the second, I remember thinking at the end of my first night as I'm coming back to reality, like, they want me to drink this shit again? There's no fucking way. Really? And, uh, you know, of course I did it again. Of course yes, you did it, it It wasn't that it was, it was, it was the most beautiful, transformative mind-blowing experience of my life but the sheer ferocity of the intensity of it yeah. and like like you're saying the entire uh ceremony is so alien in and of even if you're not tripping and you watch this you're gonna be like dude this is spooky like this is some crazy shit you know <laughs> you'd have seen if you'd have been a fucking fly on the wall watching me mate <laughs> you'd never do it <laughs> you yeah. never contemplate doing it i knock my teeth out Oh, wow. Wow. 
Yeah, I lost yeah. it. But, mate, that doesn't happen. I was the only one out of 23, you know. I had a lot of fucking built-up trauma, a lot of yeah. shit that I didn't know what to do with. And I'm okay with that. That's fine. I'll get it. To me, it's a scar. <laughs> I don't mind it. Yeah. It reminds me, you know. But Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's... It's fucking spooky. It's you know, like you see if for those watching, you see it on the films. It's exactly like that, and yeah, crazy. Yeah, the, the movies can never make it spooky enough, but yes. not spooky. Our, it's not spooky, you know. But it's just it's beyond words, unearthly. I remember there was a there was a point where do you mind it's if like I the peak and smoke a drunk on your podcast? Or no, do do. Do whatever you want, man. <laughs> I'm, not sure about, I'm not sure about your, you know, your patrons and whether you're allowed to on your stuff. Some YouTube guys can't, and they. Yeah, nah, man. Uh, we're good. I think if not, somebody will let me know. Fuck it. <laughs> Can I ask you what, what sort of place was yours? What sort of um, where 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 was it? Do you mind me asking? Um, no, not at all. Uh, I went to which I highly recommend for people. Uh, I went to Etnikas in uh, Cusco, uh, in the Sacred Valley. Yeah, oh, lovely. But that's where one of my friends are now, the Sacred Valley. She's got one there. Yeah, it might be the same. It place. was uh, the most, the, the staff was fantastic. They were very caring. They were very uh, supportive. And luckily I was able to, like, basically I didn't move all night. I just laid. and But inside my head is this fucking unbelievable cornucopia of insane psychedelia just exploding everywhere. <laughs> That's a good and, way of explaining it, man. Yes, I just say and, to people, but, I could smell the taste of time. That's all I can yes, That's all I can yes, explain. It, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's complete. There's no words. And I remember there was actually a point where I think the lady, one of the helpers, wanted to gauge how far out I still was to kind of see if we were coming back to a baseline mm -hmm. because she knew I was kind of she knew I was kind of quiet and I was also able to slightly maintain um, contact with her. But even though to me she looked at times like I couldn't I didn't know if she was real. I thought maybe she was like an alien made of light and a spirit. But yeah. I think it was her, actually. But she asked me, she's like, uh. She's like, can you describe what you're feeling or what you're seeing right now? And I was like, uh, there are no possible words to remotely <laughs> describe what I'm seeing. She's like, are you having any visual, uh, are you having any visual like hallucinations? I'm like, I can't see reality at all. Like I can't see the world. It's everything is a hallucination. <laughs> and it's, it's, I mean, we'll go into it now, but Fuck, I'm tingling, bro. My hair's standing on end. Yeah. I just love it. It just puts me back there all the time, man. All the time. So, yeah, yeah, where was I? Should I jump back into it? Is it yeah, is, yeah, please. Yeah, is that what? Yeah, we back and forth. But, um, oh, I just wanted to ask you as well. Did you have Shaman with you? Were you having the Ikaro sung to you? Yes, yes, yes. There, yeah, were, yeah. there were two Shaman. One shaman who drank, one who was like, he, I don't, he wasn't a shaman. He was like a priest, like an Incan priest. Right. And they would kind of, they would work in tandem. The shaman would come and he would move around the maloka and sing individually. And then he would sing group songs and he was doing all his breath work and whatever the fuck he's doing, blowing stuff into the air. Yeah. And oh my God. How dude, many of like you? Thinking, how many of you uh, drank? It, 
It was different each night. The first night was pretty small. I think there were only like six or seven of us total. Right. And then the, the next night there were like 12 or 14. Um, but so yeah, it was... Like, it was, as, it was a tourist people, sort of people could come and go there like that. You're right. Yes. Okay. So there were like overlapping retreats. So there was like a three, a five, a seven, a 14 day, and people would kind of come and go. And so... Some nights you would drink with the same people. Some nights you would drink with totally different people. Yeah. And they had two shaman that they rotated. Um, but the shaman that I drank with was the same twice. And at the at the end, I remember just like the second night, I just like knelt down at his feet and was just like so much because there was there's so many times where he protected me and he like I had this this telepathic connection with him. And I would ask for his help and he would somehow turn and say something, blow something, do something. And it would, it would, it would bring me back or it would, uh, it would alter what was happening yeah. around me. Did, did, did they have this with them? Did they give you one of these? Uh-huh. Yeah. I love it, yeah. man. I, it? I, I, it's, it's the alcohol. It's the, it's the stuff they like. Yeah. And they spin, they, they go like they spin. They, Spit yeah. in your face and that. Oh man. Oh fuck yeah, me. Yeah. I, do you know I don't need courage to go and do it again. I'm desperate to do another five ceremonies. I'm wow. desperate for it. Not because I'm desperately like addicted or nothing like that. I just feel now I need I know what the integration mate, what an integration fucking year for me. Look at this yeah. shit that's going on. I thought, oh, I just came <laughs> to grips of this alien world again, and bang, it all yes. goes tits up in March. You know, it's crazy. But yeah, so yeah, it was a mad one. But coming back, I was in, like, so you get in this hotel, they pick you up, and then they, in the in the boat then. Did you go in a boat to your temple, or was it more of a walking thing? No, it was uh, it was right in the middle of, like, a little Pueblo. So of just the, yeah, in a, yeah, yeah just it was, like, there. in a plot a walled in like plaza and uh, there was a Maloka yeah. and different facilities. It was beautiful. Yeah. I think it's about an hour and a half, maybe boat ride if my memory serves me right. And then you sort of have about another hour and a half walk then into the jungle. And then you just enter this temple with the dog. There's a little dog there called Osho, which I forget what that means, but you know, the name OS, it's always, um, it's after named after spirit, isn't it? And, um, and then there are all these guys meet you and you do this thing. And then you do this thing called Vomiticos. Have you heard of that? Where you all sort no. of, they had us all on the bridge. So you all get there. I, I'm just trying to remember if we did it on the day we arrived. I can't remember. It might have been the day we arrived we did it. So what you do is you have this, like, all I can explain it like is, you know, like when you've been in the bath and the water's a bit cold. It's like that lukewarm, grey water after you've bathed yourself. Well, these buckets of this stuff you've got, and you just keep drinking it. And you're, you go up on this stage, right, and you've got about four, 30 strangers just cheering you on, and you're on this, and you're drinking this stuff, drinking this stuff, and your stomach's explodes fucking agony, right? And they drink, drink, and they're saying, boom! spew up into this pit, right? And then drink more, and you got to keep drinking and drinking, uh -huh. and it goes on. It went on with me for about four minutes until you start to run yellow. So you're getting all the shit out. And prior to the two weeks, three weeks, four weeks going, I'd cut out all the cannabis. There was no sex. There was no sex with yourself, as they call it. There was no eating spicy food. I was weak. I was fucking 10 stone, you know, very light. 
maybe I don't know what that is in pounds, maybe 160 pounds, 180 pounds, very small mm-hmm. for my size. So they weaken you. So this, they clear your stomach. And that was phenomenal. It was a nice way of, it's like a, like what you call it when they do it, like um, like a swearing in, you know, they swore you all in sort of thing. And then you meet with a yeah. shaman. You meet with a shaman and there was this guy, he looks a bit like you actually, Urias. <laughs> I might try and share my screen and get, I'll send you some photos, you can overlay them. And he was 31 and he was the head shaman, right? of all these shamans, there were six of them in total, and he sat with them and he just fucking bored into my soul with his eyes, you know? I just was thinking, he sees it, he knows, he knows I'm fucked, you know? <laughs> he just looked into my eyes, <laughs> said fuck all. He was like this, I think he was into jiu-jitsu as well. He looked like just a fucking animal, right? A real man that's seen it, you know? And um, yeah. so anyway, we do the first ceremony that we get a tambo, which is a lovely little hut. You probably have the same. You know, you have your hammock in there, your bed, your resident lizard to, to eat all the shit, the flies and shit in a yeah. box for three weeks. You've got this sawdust toilet for the duration of your stay. And I was there for about two and a half, two weeks in total, something like that, three weeks, so in, all together. And um, yeah, so you go up in the night to do the... I've got some videos, actually, I need to do an edit. I videoed myself before ceremony and straight after. And on the second night, which I'll come to, I still struggle to watch because it's fucking harrowing to watch the state of me. You know, I'm fucking destroyed. But the first night, man, I drank it and it was a disappointment. I just fell asleep. You frozen, but you can hear me, can you? I, I can hear you, you yeah. yeah so the internet so, connection in Brazil is not uh, tip top. So uh, Skype tends to be a bit jumpy as well compared to Zoom. Zoom is less jumpy. Zoom yeah. is less lagged. Yeah, uh, I use it. Well. I like the Skype because it has the like record feature. Yeah, well, it, I don't if, know if, if Zoom has. If we do ever do it again, or I hope so, but if we do it again, we maybe. If I do it on Zoom, I can allow you to record. I just allow you and you can record and keep it your end. Because oh, I have cool, an account, cool. yeah, I can allow you to record. You can share your screen with me. Uh, and also, same as this. But we'll do that again. Yeah, so the first night I fell asleep, I got up about like one in the morning and stumbled back to my... And I drank. They only allow you to drink one. They, they, they tell you, if you've never drunk before, this is how much you have in the first night. Right? So they ease you in. And I mm. fell asleep, but I got up and I felt like I'd been like violated, like somebody operated on me. I've had an operation before and it doesn't feel nice for a few days. You know, someone's been inside you and it was quite, oh, fuck. And I was went back. Mm. I was like, well, if this is it, I'm fucked. Because if this is all <laughs> it is, I, I know this isn't going to work. And I was really fucking worried. And, but then mm. I let it pass. And I got, because I wasn't scared of this at all. I conquered my fear. You know, I'd faced death in life and... I just was ready to either have change or die. You know, I fucking didn't care. I'd written everyone letters back here. If I was dead in the jungle, at least they knew I did it all, mate. I was prepared to die. It really was. Wow. Fucking end and, and you know, I, I've said that before on this show is like, you have to go into it with that mentality. I do anyways. I don't know about everybody. Some people can like, ho oh, ho, I'm going to watch cartoons and drop some acid. I'm like, no, dude, when I take psychedelics, I prepare myself to die. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I'm glad yes. you say that because, yeah, yeah, you watch the back of your eyelids in psychedelics. You don't need to look at your fucking phone to throw it <laughs> yeah. away. 
<laughs> try changing the music because it's impossible. But anyway, yeah. and that's the other thing, you know, no electronics, nobody could film in the Maloka, you know that. There's nothing because it's an energetic pull. And um, so, yeah, there would, would be bouncers on the doors as well to make sure that if anything kicked off, because we had my buddy Fareed next to me, next door but one, and he was a fucking jujitsu nut, so he's a beautiful man. But you wouldn't want him kicking off, I promise you. They were all yeah. worried about They were worried about him, they told him. But in the end, it was me that fucking went, not him. <laughs> they uh, were leaving me on my own, and I went, boom. And yeah, I they're, lost they're, it. They're, they're watching him, and you're slowly just unwinding. Because <laughs> yeah, every time they were coming to Fareed, Fareed, like Publio, he doesn't know this, but Publio, hopefully he listened to it. He would go, uh, are you okay? Because what Fareed was doing, he was doing forward rolls, standing up, going, I love you. Rolling back, jumping up, I love you. And he was just rolling forward on his mat because he said, I'm going to explode if I don't tell everyone I love them. So he yeah. kept doing it. But he said, Publio comes over to him, he says, Fareed, are you okay? And he looks up and Publio's this big fucking wasp, right? In his head. And he looks up and he's in a beehive. And he's like, yeah, fuck, I'm okay. And everyone's turned into wasps. <laughs> right? yeah. And I'm there fucking naked, swinging my balls all over the place because that's what the medicine was telling me to do, man, because I had such a bad body image. I had lots of shit said to me about my body when I was a kid and I kept it covered up. And it was like, get fucking naked, brother. You need to, get, <laughs> you need to be naked completely, spiritually and uh -huh. physically. And I did, yeah, I did. It was, and it was, in the end, I couldn't wait to get naked every night. It's like, fucking yes. It was just yeah. this weird, man. It was a therapy for me. And I, I had to say it in the most respectful way. I have paid £5,000 to be here. And so have you. And I'm doing my fucking thing. And if yeah. that rocks your boat, I'm sorry, because people were rocking my boat by banging the floor and screaming and spewing. But I had to deal with that. And I just mm -hmm. think when you're there, you're there for you. You're not there for anybody else. Like you said, mm -hmm. you're thinking about that dude outside respectfully and politely. No, fuck. I'm sorry, yeah. bro. That's your shit. I'm you. And that's what I did with mine. And I was even being asked to change intentions. We'll go into the, the trips and stuff. But it was bizarre, you know? There were some people there who were into past life shit. And I tell you, like, bro, I guess I'm going to say it publicly. It's two things. Fuck, did that happen? And on my fifth ceremony, and it was the night I knocked my teeth out, right? And this is what made me go this way, which I'm glad. But this woman comes up to me and says, um, we're all changing our intention tonight, which you're not allowed to do, you know? The, the temple tell you not to do this shit. You know, if you're a therapist, leave it outside the camp. You're here for your own therapy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, will you um, change change your intention? So I do want, want people to be careful of this if they ever do go to a temple because I think it's important for people to hear that this person said to me, because I was there to deal with my... I, you know, I've got, I haven't got the best relationship with my mother now and, I, and mm. I'm building that. I'm hopefully building that back up someday and who knows, but that's what I was there for. I had some bad shit going on, so I was there to deal with that and in myself. And then she says... But we, what we're doing is we're going to do a, um, a past life regression in our ceremony. So we'd like everyone to join in. And I said, well, look, I, I thought I was very polite. My ego that I was trying to dissolve was this meek and mild person with a fucking roaring energy of anger and hate inside that was being hidden behind this. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm covered in tattoos. And people, I'd always overcompensate with bullshit niceness and let people walk over me. And that thought, I said to her, look, 
that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for my stuff. And she said, well, have you, and this is, I'm about to drop ayahuasca, right? And I mean a big dose. And she said to me, have you ever considered the fact that maybe you murdered your mother in a past life? And that's why she's so bad to you in this life. And maybe you Jesus need to go and revisit that. Thank you. I told her, I didn't even tell her off for that, right? I told her off. I didn't even tell her off for it until we were leaving the hotel after everything had finished. And I said, can I be? So I knew she was a therapist. And I said, you know, you really fucking scared me back there. So what do you mean? I said, well, I thought it was absolutely absurd what you said to me before I took ayahuasca. And she just turned around and fucking turned her back to me and walked away. And I was like, I just wanted to talk to say, look, you need to, I was fragile after it, you know? And, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the weird thing about that was, is that day, four women in the table, in, in the camp, for some reason, who I got, I'm really, I love spending time with women. I got quite a feminine energy, even though I'm married and I love my wife. 23 years, man, fucking best sex ever. Congratulations, awesome, man. man. <laughs> kids, and we've got a little baby boy to prove it. He's only one and 47. He's still fucking, Damn. still working order, bro. That's how you do it, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, there was all of that. And what happened that day is four women triggered me, man. And it was a fifth ceremony. And that, it was a fucking night to remember. That was. Yeah, I don't know where you want me to go with it, whether you want me to... I don't know how long you've got. I could talk all night about it. (laughs) We can go on. I ain't got shit to do right now. So, yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, I want to definitely get into that. Um, I want to touch on something that you uh, were saying that I touched on recently in another – my last episode with – I interviewed of Ayahuasca Foundation. Uh, It's it's in Iquitos, and he – his – Retreat through a synchronistic series of events, random events, was featured on Netflix do- docu series uh, with Zach Efron. The Last Shaman? No. No, no, no. It's called. Oh. It's a. It's a series. It's called uh, uh, something about the world with Zach Efron. But anyway, oh, you know, have a look at that. I haven't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that because I don't watch Netflix. You know, but I like watching stuff like that. You know. Well, I was talking with him and I was telling him about my experience and we were discussing how ayahuasca seems to, or maybe DMT. And I, I say DMT also, because when I smoke DMT, I have a similar feeling. I have a feeling that I am growing, blossom, blossoming, like, like becoming more like around my head. It feels like, it almost feels like my brain is like opening up like a flower and I'm like catching things. Okay. And, um, we were talking about ayahuasca as like a um like a a field of emotions and feel like a, like a field of vibrations and frequencies and sometimes you push into this frequency and sometimes you push in this way and sometimes it pushes into you and you kind of like work this back and forth thing with it and there was a point in my experience where i was feeling all of everyone was purging because I didn't purge for some reason. I, I just, I don't know why, but no, I, 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 was, I didn't purge until the fifth or sixth ceremony, but go on, carry on. I'll come to that. Um, so I, I remember thinking like, why am I not purging? And basically I, I mean, you, you'll understand this and most people who, who use psychedelics would understand this kind of language, but like the mother ayahuasca is like speaking mm-hmm. to me and she's like, 
don't worry. You don't, don't worry about, don't worry about anything. Like just, just let whatever happens, happens. You're wasting your time worrying about purging. Just go ahead, let it happen. So I'm having this experience where I'm feeling all of this like black energy just radiating off these people because they're just expelling it. And I can see it coming out of their mouths and they're crying and they're screaming and they're moaning and begging for whatever, you know how it is. Mm, They are. Yeah. And uh, I can feel like all these different things coming off. And there's one particular girl I've told this story before. I can feel something coming out of her. That's very, very dark and deep. And just, it's like, it's just like, I can't help but feel it. It's, it's just radiating at me. And I think, man, I want to go help her. Like I want to go, I want to stand up and go comfort her or uh, somehow like save her from this moment. And the mother is telling me, no, this is her experience. She needs to have this experience. And this is also your experience. If you want to help her, you need to give her your love. Just emanate. She's emanating out this darkness. She's letting it out. You can help push back love and light to her so i'm like okay that's what i'll do and that's and you know that's just basically what i focused on doing um but yeah that i just say that to speak to the kind of chaos this like controlled chaos that's happening around you some people are crying some are laughing some are moving around standing up some people are being restrained some people are being held some people are you know and and you and all this is pushing into your experience too and and I remember thinking, like, dude, don't get too far out on everybody else. Like, stay in here and work with yourself. Yeah. And, and I did a pretty good job of it, but it, at times it was, like, overwhelming. And uh, But that's it's all part of the experience, you know. Well, you and know, I'm can sure. I ask then? Because like, it seems like in your temple it was sort of more people were rocking up, doing a bit of ayahuasca. Were they, were they having to do any sort of questionnaires or were you being checked? Are you, did you have to do diets? Do you have, they give you all that. They give you some shit to do as well, yeah. But yeah, what about, like, did they talk to you then, like, the next day a lot about, like, not focusing on everyone? Did you have, like, hours of... We, we would have, like, three hours in the day some days and we would all go around and it was always... We were always taught to, this is you. You need to think about you. And I think because they were pushing the focus of back into you, it's all about you. And even if this person, it's you, even it's you, you don't know these people. And I think because they had a focus on that, I don't think that happened so much because I've heard stories and I was, I wasn't shitting myself because I knew that it would be okay. But I heard stories where women would be lying and they'd look over to face their friend or somebody that was there and a fucking anaconda would come out and go down her throat and and this pain would be passing through each other. And I was in, fuck me, man, you know, but I don't know whether it was, whether other people were having that experience, but I certainly wasn't. I was like, whether it was because I just had so much shit to deal with. And I'd been doing what fascinated me about the retreat at the end, before I'd went, I went, I double-checked on the last day, I think it was, and I just thought, what the... I went to every page of the website. And right at the end, I came across this page, right? I'd been doing Gestalt therapy. Do you know Gestalt? Mm-hmm. Fritz Pearls for three years prior to that. And it was very interesting it was really helped me so i opened this last page and i flicked it over and it says ayahuasca as you know ayahuasca word for word ayahuasca is a series of gestalts 
as Joseph, as Fritz Perl said, you have to lose your mind to come to your senses. Now, for me, I mean, tingling now, because I was like, am I going to the right place? And I flick over, and ayahuasca is a gestalt. I've been doing mm -hmm. gestalt for three years. So for me, when I was in that process of ayahuasca, I think my mind was already in that. It was ticking along, because I'd been doing these cycles with a gestalt therapist. So sure. I... I will you explain? Will you explain Gestalt uh, therapy briefly for our listeners so that they kind of have? Yeah, a it's a psychotherapy, um, and you go there and you're allowed to cycle through events. So what I did really, I mean, I brief overview of abused in children's homes and all this trauma in in the navy. I went in the Royal Navy at sixteen. From a from a, I was in like a Boston school where you slept over. I so had all this shit going on, right? So I had to work all this stuff out and why and everything. So anyway, you go through the cycle. So what you do is you say, why are you here? You know, I was there for a reason. And you start going through this reason. And then you cycle through it. You cycle through it. And what you find is these cycles continue back. They keep taking you back. And you, you have to go with it. People, a lot of people say, stop going over the past. But if you've got a lot of past that's present with you, it's present with you and you need to go back and decipher that shit and find out who you are. Because for me, if I showed you some photos of me, man, I've had like fucking loads of images and all sorts of stuff, you know? So it was working through this stuff. So it was back, going back and finding out who I was. So you, yeah, you cycle through and you maybe end up getting back to huge areas where maybe with your parents or maybe with your spouse you didn't know was there. So these things are found out. Ayahuasca does that in a rapid format. Mm -hmm. Like I've done about yes. 450 hours of therapy in total now. You need to do 150 hours to be a qualified therapist. So I think I can, you know, I do that <laughs> yeah. in my store a lot. It's more that than selling CBD, to be honest, bro. More people go out with a good heart than fucking pocket full of drug, um, CBD, you know? But anyway, um, but that's what that does. And what, I, what they say with ayahuasca, you must have heard the story, the, the saying that ayahuasca is like 10 years therapy in one night. Well, mm -hmm. that's 10 years gestalt therapy in one night. Mm -hmm. And it is phenomenal. And for me, I was even like sort of halfway through, I felt like the conductor for the whole fucking thing. I was dancing and I was up. And I was fucking and just fucking gone and splitting into fucking demons. You could see things coming out. And the shaman would come up to me and suck things out of my head. And I'd collapse on the floor shaking. And the shaman would spew up in bowls after sucking something out of me, man. It was dude. just like something from the fucking Green Mile. It yes, really dude. Was. And you know what? My to heart. me, this. Yes, dude. To me, this doesn't sound odd at all. Like it just like no, I'm not. like, yep, that's possible. That that can definitely that definitely happens. Yeah. And before, you know, and that's kind of one of the things that ayahuasca did for me is it kind of uh, cracked. And I had been doing psychedelics for like 15, well, like 12, 15 years in a kind of recreational, okay. exploratory manner, but not with a a real understanding of their power and and a true intention. I had been doing that for a long time. And when I had ayahuasca, I'm just like, oh my God, like the spirit world is real. Death is not the end. There yes. is a God. There is a higher power than me. And I'm like, I, I'm none part of, of it. Yes. I'm part of it. it and it lives in me. And it showed me like, so the whole night, my first night is this just, just 
just explosion of intense, intense psychedelia of all different kinds, time travel, telepathy, visions, <laughs> hallucinations of aliens, demons, fucking everything you could ever you imagine. And I didn't know that. Maybe because you've been doing psychedelics before then, you've obviously opened that side of yourself up. I didn't have any of that, you see? See, I'm very, very different. I had exactly the same intensity as you, but different completely. I had very, uh, I have very, I'm very susceptible to psychedelics. And the I'm shaman a- told me that before we even started. The shaman yeah. basically talked to us for like about 20 minutes each personally. And then he would make a decision on how much ayahuasca we got. And he told me, he's like, you aren't going to need much. And we're going to give you a smaller dose and see how you do. And I, and I saw when they poured the doses, my dose was probably one of the smallest in the room. Okay. And, you know, 45 minutes later, I'm having this mind bending fucking all out, like breakthrough harder than breaking through on smoking DMT. And it's just not stopping. It's warping and multiplying. And, and, uh, I'm like, this is a fucking small dose. Jesus Christ. Thank <laughs> God you didn't give me the big one. I'd be fucking dead. Like there's no way. And the guy next to me, I saw his dose. It was probably three times the amount of mine. And this guy had drank ayahuasca before. He's just sitting there the, the entire fucking ceremony in the lotus position. <sighs> breathing, breathing, breathing. And then like all this shit. And like Release. for six hours straight, he's just like a fucking warrior. I'm like, what the fuck? This? And, and when it's over, I talked to him. And I had like a telepathic communication with him too. Is our 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 bond was really strong yeah and he was like he was telling me he was like dude that entire time i was basically on the edge of death and i was being offered the the option to live or die like infinitely over and over and i had to continuously right. choose to like live i'm like holy shit dude that's but yeah i'm having like full blown visual hallucinations of ufo's flying around and and the people are approaching me and they wanted to check my blood pressure at one point because my blood pressure had been high. And so I'm peeking at this point, like absolutely peeking out. And they're like, Clinton, we need to check your blood pressure. I'm just like, please hurry up and get this over because they're like not human. And they're just touching you. Yeah. And there's just a blood pressure cuff, but I have to hold still and do this thing for a second, you know? And it's like, my logical mind is struggling to understand why this is happening. What does it mean? And it's like, dude, just fucking relax. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Just let it go. And then they're talking in Spanish and I'm not fluent. And like, I'm just, what are they saying? Imagining all the fucking dark connotations. And then, you know, we're back to light and love. And then- Yeah. It does <laughs> that, doesn't it? You go dark and light, dark. And I can tell you, I'll tell you a couple of them. Mine was, my whole experience was more esoterical. It was more gods and gold tombs and temples and sitting there like, fuck. You know, just, and like him in the locust position, just naked, like, what the fuck? And yeah. just turning into like gold and like an anthropod. I kept turning, all the... They, I, we got our own language here called Welsh, Wales. We've got our own Celtic language. I mean, there's a lot of shaman roots here um, and Irish roots and stuff. And um, I kept hearing in the shaman music. I mean, I'll put one of the songs on now. I have the literal songs 
that they, the guy sang to me, to us. And, um, mm -hmm. but I kept hearing Welsh. Yeah. And baby in Welsh is baban, baban, mm -hmm. and baban. But I kept hearing this word baby, baby. And all of a sudden, my grandmother was there. My grand, all my ancestors, this fucking soup. <laughs> the spinach, the... The, the, up the inside of the Maloka was just full of my ancestors and this fucking, like, lights, you know, you know, you can't explain what they are. And, but underneath it all, I'm just turning into these, these shards and diamonds coming over all the time as well, temples. But the first ceremony really, really had a mass, the second, sorry, had a massive impact on me because I'm there. And I, did you, do you, were you finding everyone was yawning as the as it was coming on? You knew. Yes. So I was also like crying almost. Not like I was like oh, yeah. crying, but it's like my eyes were just running, running, running. Yes. My nose, yes. I had a massive thing with the nose, right? You say you don't purge, that's purging. Because mm -hmm. I was there, but like starting to get all gnarled up and what I found as it was going through I could see it like light like blue lines going through my veins and shit I could feel it going through me and searching me and I know that's a cliche everybody says but it's because it happens yes. it actually happens it searches I felt but and there's this and the shaman go out after you drink the medicine everybody it begins to come on so if you're last to drink your life you can hear this fan 23 yawns going off all the way yes. around and then you know oh here we come and boom you're gone and uh -huh. the shaman come in then one hour later and by that time every time i was in such agony spiritual agony like contorted like fuck, you know just trying to pull them and my head was cracking i could feel my skull cracking and all these things and i and then the shaman would come in and the men would sing first and what they were teaching you is that what they would do, you probably know this, maybe some of your listeners don't, um, is that the shamans, shamans, um, ick arrows, which I'll put on now, tell me if it's too loud, um, begin to open you up surgically, spiritually. They begin to, the songs open you up and that's what the men were coming around to do. So this is one called Master Sui. It'll be on, I think. Anyway, but yeah, what, um, so what I found, can you hear that? Yes. Beautiful. So he's here, <laughs> tingling, fucking makes yeah. me cry. <laughs> he's here singing it, and this voice is bad, and he fucking is bouncing. And... So, but what they do with those two songs now give me so much joy, but in the ceremonies, they were tearing me apart. I was fucking in agony. I was crying, leave me alone, please. And you had to kneel up. It was honorable to sit up in front of them. You had to, if you could. So I would force myself to sit up or lie up, you know, and get, but can you hear me okay with this? Yeah, turn it down just and, a little um, bit. Down. That's a good level content. right there. Yeah, that's great, that's great. So they would be singing this, the men would come. And because I think I had mummy issues, that's the truth. I had fucking Oedipus. I had all this shit in my mind with my mum. When the woman become round, there was the healing. And what they would do, they say that the shaman, the beginning shaman, the first couple would open you up. 
and they come back then and sort of surgically stitch you back together. And that's why the ick arrows are so important because if we just do it in our living rooms at home, you don't get any of that. So you're opening yourself up to a spiritual world you know nothing about and you don't know how to deal with. I'm not saying this never works at home. That's why I went there. So yeah, and what I found with a woman coming round, they would, it was, that's where the love would start being put back into me, you know? But this one night, the first, second night, I would be, I just started to feel this fucking agony. And um, I was flashing, you had to flash your red torch, and I thought, I need, I need help. I'm fucking scared. Like, I just, I couldn't, didn't know what was going on to me. And I flashed my red torch against it. Like, it's fucking come here. And I drank more, and I, I fucking smashed a big glass, you know, a double dose from the night before. Jesus. Anyone that, well, anyone that knows me, bro, I'm like that. I'm like... If, there's, if there were 15 ceremonies, I'd have done the 15. If it were 20, I'd have gone for whatever I could have, maxed out and let's go for it all. Um, so, yeah, so I did that. And, and I'm not showing off. I just needed to get out of my state. And um, But I Publio come over and I just fucking... I, I, I can't even call it crying. I just fucking emptied onto his, onto his lap. I had my head in his lap and I... I was the noises and and all my nose. I was able to pull this shit out of my nose and it wouldn't it wouldn't snap. And I and all my head was empty and up here I could feel my third eye and all this shit being my all my um, lymph nodes and everything with and I was just crying and all of a sudden he said right observe and all he kept every night when I was freaking he'd grab me by the head and he'd say Adrian observe your anger observe your grief, whatever it was, and he'd lay me down. And, and whether he did it or I did it, I felt he turned my head up. And as I turned up, I just started seeing these hallucinations and I fucking recoiled, you know? I was like, shit. And there were these snakes coming at me every time I closed my eyes and I was like, whoa. It was beautiful but scary and they were hitting me. And I heard this entity, and like you say, there was an entity with me every single ceremony, all the way through behind my head, flashing white lights behind me, right? And I was saying, why, why do you think I had this community? It's a communication, it's not a word. They don't use words, do they, in the entities? It's like, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's like you're sharing their consciousness, like they're just like thinking, bang. and yeah, and it's you in think your of head. pictures, didn't you? It's like, boom. yeah, oh, and it was. Why do you always, and it was explaining to me, why in life, Adrian, do you always feel that anything beautiful is always going to end? And I started to fucking weep again. And he was like, and I thought, I do do that. Anything that's going well, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to last long. And that was my life. I'd always be looking for the next shit. And she, this entity was showing me, this is what we're trying to show you. Open your eyes, cl no, close your eyes, have a look. It's beautiful. It's not going to hurt you. And it's going to go on. And I shut my eyes, mate, and these snakes come at me, and then these demons come, and I'm like, hello, fucking hello. And all these demons were in glass jars, and I was going up to them, and they were smiling and disappearing. And the next thing, they were flying at me, and I'm like, fuck, just batting them out the way, right? These, it's like, fucking hell, smashing these demons out the way, and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm in this space, and it's like infinite. And all I can explain it like was like, fucking side of a cliff mixed with an octopus, that texture, and, you know, just this, and it just went on, and it went on, and it went on, there was nothing, and there was, this eye just started to open, and I could hear it, 
try and make the noise. This fucking loud noise and this giant eye opens. Mm-hmm. And this blue eye looking at me and it says, and this is what I got from every ceremony, this type of thing. Why do you need to be seen? Why do you need to be seen all the time? You don't need to be seen. I see you. And you know when this entity said, I see you? Fucking hell, man. I just wept then for what felt like hours, 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 just got eternity. And then when eventually that disappeared, what would happen to me in the early stages, I would blast out and I couldn't fucking retain any of it, none of it. And as the ceremonies went on, it, I became more trained in how to control the situation and stuff. So yes, that was that the first it. Go on. Let me plug my that, my mask in the sky in. That uh, same exact. That's exactly the same for me. Uh, sorry, stretching here. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I remember the beginning was just. This is all I could think is. I cannot believe this. I just can't believe this. Like, that's all that I could conjure as I'm blasting through all these things, temples, cities, tunnels, uh, planets, stars, galaxies, just these giant Mandelbrot fractals that open up portals to other universes. And I don't know what the fuck's going on in here, but I look in this one, oh, fuck that. I look in this one, oh, fuck that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so you, I get that. There are mushrooms, I get that now, because I'd never done mushrooms till after coming back from Peru. But I get that on mushrooms. I'm flying through these portals, and then there's entities going to me. They're saying to me, if you take more, you can come in here. Yeah. And they're sticking out of these ends, and then I come in here next time, take more. Take more. Yeah. Like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but in the, yeah, in, the, in the ayahuasca, I just had sort of like a spirit guide, and there was one night where I was. Um, it's quite an interesting night where I was coming toward the end of my set, uh, coming toward the end where I'd been flying through, and I was like through tunnels all the time. It felt like tunnels and twisted things, and I was able to say to this entity, "Can I go back to that golden room?" Yeah, and we turn around and go back to rooms, and we'd be in these huge. I thought they were rooms, but they were like these temple type things. But there was this night we're flying, and we're like flying across this plane, and it's all black, and there's a silhouette of trees. And as we start to fly up, I can hear this entity talking to someone else saying, can I tell him now? Can I show him now? He's ready. He's ready. And this is a trip. And I'm like, I'm ready for what? And I hear this, no. And the trip literally went off. But as it went off, right, this is going to sound really fucking weird. There was this huge, you know, like Gollum. You know, like Gollum in um, that skin. There was a huge ass, right? Someone's ass with like the uh, the, uh, fucking all infected and then with all these veins and shit and I just remember that and it was, like, it was a lovely experience, not trip, I'll call it trip and then that ended like, oh fuck, what was that? <laughs> I didn't tell anyone about it, it was just weird and then the night where I knocked my teeth out, which for me was the biggest experience of my entire life because it was my only proper purging experience and it all the weird thing is all the trips it was like it was saying look they all meant something in the next one one thing and sometimes in this particular time i'm trying to purge now the entity's got me naked i'm trying to find my little boy because i go out to peru thinking i am going to encounter because i've heard stories my little adrian 
who was abused at seven years old on a little fucking push bike, and I'm going to be able to pick him up and hug him and tell him I love him and integrate him. That's what I wanted to do, bro, right? It's the fucking truth. As weird as it sounds to people, I had to do it, and I did. But I'm looking for this person, and I'm sitting there, and I'm fucking getting angry, and I'm going to come out, fucking scream. I knew he was in there. It was weird. I was going to come out, come out. I was come on, come on. I was talking to myself like, I... I Come on, I'm not scared. I'll come in. I was like having this conversation with something. And the more I was conversing with it, the deeper I was going. I said, Kyle, come in. No, no. And I just knew. And I was like, come out, come out, come out. And I just fucking roared. Fucking. And I roared like, come out. And it came out like a something from fucking hell, right? My JJ, one of the facilitators, was off that night. They were a kilometer away up the mountain. He said he heard this roar come through his fucking tambo. The guy opposite me sat up and went, what the fuck? And he went, fucking awesome. And that fucking police lit up, right? I'm jumping up and all of a sudden, they all come over, calm down, calm down. And I fucking hit it myself. I just lost it, right? Just fuck. And then Publio, observe your anger. And I had to lay down, observe my anger. Then I was told to stand up, hold my arms out. I just closed my eyes and all of a sudden I'd open, I was in and I was in like this blackness and I look, I'm on a cross. I'm like, fuck, bang, big fucking nail goes through one hand and I'm like, oh, this is nice. Bang, another one through the other and I get crucified and I'm just standing there and I try and drop my arms in the center to say, no, suffer. And I had to stand there for what felt like fucking thousands of years. I was in agony and then I could see myself drowning and I wanted to see myself having more deaths. It was weird. And every time I saw myself drowning, wrapped in chains, I was peaceful. And there was always a time of tearing apart in every ceremony, then a time of peace, which seems weird to see yourself dead. But for me, it was acceptance that it's okay to be dead because I'm still here. There's still yeah. something going on after that happens. And it gave me these intuitions. And then... It just lit up. I was able, all of a sudden, I just fucking got this baby in my hands, right? And I'd seen him a couple of nights ago. I thought it was my unborn son. I thought, oh, it's my unborn son I meet, and I'm quite a mystical dude like that. But then in the trip, I'm holding this baby, I'm like, oh, this is my son. And this auntie goes, no, this is you in the womb. And I can lick the water off his face and touch him and just look into his eyes. He's blue fucking, like, pools, black holes, but blue. And I'm just like hugging him and I'm curled up in a ball in the feet and I'm nursing him and telling him how much I love him and everybody next to me must have thought, what the fuck is this dude doing? <laughs> you know, I'm just lying there and then I then this sort of integration starts to happen. During, I can't remember the order of things, but for me, the tambo had a net all around it anyway, so you could see the jungle when you were tripping and I was about eight feet away from that net. And that thing was alive, and they, I kept having these jaguar, but green feline cats coming over, sexualizing me, and I was like, fucking, it was like I was having an orgasm, but in my body rather than my genitalia. It was so, it was like a, a mothering. I'd never been mothered. My mother hadn't been mothered. I was so, my mother's mother hadn't been mothered. And this was the first time anybody had ever done this in my generation, and in my whole mm -hmm. fucking, maybe ancestry, and there's wow. healing happening. And I knew the family was healing as well, even though through me, and because the only reason the family was healing, because the family 
as I see them, and my world, and my world was healing. So my family was healing, even though they are still the same. In my heart, they've healed. I don't yes. have. I, they, they don't trigger me anymore, and that's true forgiveness. It's not forgetting and pretending shit didn't happen when it doesn't trigger you anymore. You know you've forgiven. Wow, that's powerful. You know? Yeah, and that's what I got from it. It was a powerful. It's a moving story that I got. It's a very fucking. It changed my life, mate. It really yeah. did. And then I'm lying there after all of that. And what really... I mean, I was fucking exhausted, right? And I'd had all the shaman. And all I can remember, I'm like lying there whispering to my baby. And I'm gone and I'm like this. And I'm blasted. And Publio come and pick me up. He said, Laura's... He said to me, Laura's here to put you back together. <laughs> I always remember <laughs> Like, wow, dude, that makes me that makes me want to cry too, dude. I can feel I it, bro. I really can. And I crawl up to it and I'm lying like this, and I've got my ear like a year, like my ear this far from my mouth, and I'm opening my fucking ear like this, right? And she's just singing into me, and then all of a sudden everything goes off, and I just collapsed. I had I went into a myriad. I felt like a I felt the beautiful pain of crystals exploding into crystals, and I was gone. <laughs> fucking done and all I can remember was being dropped like that on the floor I wasn't dropped but I felt like I wasn't I'm lying on the floor and I look up and there's this fucking and this is the truth it's, it sounds the perfect trip and it was it was a huge fucking lion's head and all the way through these ceremonies I'd be turning into lions and I had one ceremony to go after this and I looked, there's a lion's head, and in the lion's mouth open, it was beautiful and soft. I could feel it, even though it was thousands of miles away. And there was these gold lights going into the lion's mouth, and there was a little shadow there with a book under his arm. Don't ask me what the book was. Maybe it was the Bible. I don't know. My shadow. And it walked into the lion's mouth, and I just collapsed. And all I can remember, now normally the shaman would go out, but they were all there. It was very silent because I'd been ripped to fucking pieces, right? And the shaman, the head shaman, I remember him coming up to me and he just poof, spit in water, this, this liquor over me, like a seal of approval because he knew something had happened. And I'll finish in the morning then. I woke up. I'm fucking like this walking up. It takes me ages to get to breakfast. I'm, I'm wasted. And I look up like this and Uri asks the shaman, just looks at me and goes like, ah, fucking yeah. He knew <laughs> something had happened, and I was like, <sighs> yes. just like, I need integration, man. And the next trip, I don't even remember that. It was just celebration. But yeah, they yeah. were all like that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Powerful, powerful stuff. Yes, I know for people who haven't experienced it, it sounds so bizarre and outlandish, but, and it is, man. It is so outlandish and so alien, but it so familiar. Scary. And no, not scary, but it's so familiar. It's so like, you're like, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me, but I feel like I belong here and I've been here before. And I remember, you know, to touch on the part that you were saying about being mothered, I remember one of the like, just one of the turning points for me was I was thinking I was being spoken to about loving myself and about accepting myself. Mm -hmm. And it was like... All of a sudden, the maloka was the inside of my mother's womb, and I was, like, back inside the womb. And it was saying, like, I want you to feel – I want you to 
feel the way your mother feels about you. So like I have this just moment of like this, I don't know how long, but it seems like forever that I feel for myself, I love myself the way that my mother loves me. And mm. it's and and then I feel like the love of all mothers, like every mother that's ever existed. And it's like the love is so intense and so heavy. It's like you can't get, it's like you're crying and you're crying, but you can't cry hard enough. You can't push it hard enough. It's like it's just like vibrating inside you. And uh, it's like a jackhammer, and, isn't it? Hit hit in the message. So I mean, I might. I've always loved women, but you know, when I talk, I see women, I'm like, guys, we all came out of you, man. We literally yeah. all came out of you. Have you really actually thought about that? Without you, mm -hmm. how amazing women are and what goes on the chaos that takes place in, inside the woman's body. I and think to me it's now, a... bro, for me to have a baby after yes. ayahuasca, what an experience, wow. man, to watch him in a soft spot. And I could talk, oh, man, it's somebody... <sighs> I want to tell you before we finish about my purging and about my soft spot experience. Sure. But you carry on and talk a minute, man, and just pull me on that. It's an it's an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was one of my oh, and I had a I had a baby given to me as well. Uh, I wanted to tell you that I was I had this vision and it was like repeating over and over and over, and it was like I saw and th at this time I thought it would. I thought that the person in my vision was my girlfriend at the time. Um, I'm not yeah. so sure anymore. But I was I was having this vision of me having sex with this woman, and then it would like switch, and it would be like we were eating, we were eating like this big steak, and then it would be switch, and we'd be sitting around the fire with our like like this family, but it felt ancient and it felt all very bizarro, and that same three like that triptych like fuck eat, relax. It was like, ging, 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 and it was just showing <laughs> over and over and over. And then all of a sudden it like stopped. And it, the woman, whoever she was, is laying on her back in front of me. And there's like these kind of entities around giving birth. And so I'm watching this all happen. It's like we're in outer space almost. Like I'm watching this all happen in outer space. And they, the baby comes out and they give the baby to me. And it's like, I know that it's my son somehow. And it's like in his eyes are just like galaxies and stars just yes. swirling. And I'm just, just like, what the fuck? And it's like, and then it's like dissolved. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I just saw like the future or something. I don't know what the fuck that was. Exactly those galaxy stars, black holes, but colors blue, like a, like a black hole, but blue and fuck. Infinity. That's what I saw there. Yeah, well, I did, yeah, it's fucking. I, yeah. I think that that night when I purged as well, like I'd go into that that I was being told that's the ass thing, right? That's where that comes in. I mm -hmm. was being told to crank my fucking body, so I was contorting into these weird dances and like almost upside down, trying to be upright but upside down, so the stuff could run out to me. I felt it needed to run out to me, and don't ask me why, because everyone else was like, Ugh! and they were in their bowls and the noise, but I was being very gentle with it. And I was like, oh, I was trying to spill. I was like, ah, trying to fuck. I couldn't do it. And it was like, I was cracking my ribs as well. It was like really clicking them. And I heard, remember this trip, remember that ass? And it was just, relax your ass. Relax. I was holding a lot of trauma 
in my fucking groinal area. They was telling me, I don't ask me why, mate. Who the fuck knows what happened to me when I was a kid? Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'd be fucking... But I, I don't know, but I just... Oh. And when I relaxed, it was really interesting, right? I was in these tunnels before that, and it was, like, very black. And when I had to get up to be sick, it was really gnarly. And then when I was able to, like, get this vomit, it was burning my throat. And there was quite a lot of it because I got a picture of it. Which I took a picture for a reason. All this stuff was running out. And, like, I just fucking... And as soon as it was out, I was back in these beautiful tunnels. And the next thing, I'm standing in this, like, skin, and it's like... Fuck, I'm in my heart. I was like, fucking hell, I'm in my heart. I was like, I could touch the inner walls of my heart without hands. It was just, you know what I'm trying to say? He was like, yeah. Oh, fuck. And I was able to float out, and then I'd hit another black spot. And I thought, hang on a minute. I'm being guided here. So I hit this black spot. I get up, spew, and I eh, eh, and cough, hallucinate this lump up. And then I go back in again. Beautiful trip again. And it happened to me five times. Light up, black, get the lump out. I get up in the morning, there were five fucking black lumps in my bone. There wow. were physically five black lumps in my bone. What the fuck? I have yeah. no fucking idea, bro. And, and 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 then going home, they said, don't shower. Uh, don't let rainwater hit your head or sunlight. I wear hats all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I said, what about showering? Oh, showering's fine. But my temp, my hotel had a high ceiling most of them mm -hmm. do and I turned the shower I started to wash and I put my hands on my head and I fucking collapsed on the floor because my fingers went in my brain right it was like fuck I was oh I did it was horrible I told Farid about it my mate from Canada because we was hanging out together at the end and he said oh, that's weird and it happened to me three fucking times and I didn't think anything more of it, it just made me feel ill all day and then when we have my baby I'm looking at this thing pulsating on his head, and I'm like, well, I felt my head crack. I literally saw a glass fucking screen on my forehead but I was able to float in and out of all the time. And I'm thinking, what does that do on a baby's head? You know, what is that for? Why is it open? Because I had a fucking... After the ayahuasca, what I'm saying is I felt like I had a rebirth, and I had a soft spot for three days on my okay. head. It was wow. so tender, and it literally felt like my fingers were inside my head every time I scratched it when there was water hitting it. It's bizarre, mate. But that I let watch my baby, my baby you now, and you think, you look at them, and they're like, they're looking at you, and then they go, what the fuck? And you think, what are they seeing? What do babies see? You know? I got a pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> they see what shit. we see, <laughs> what we've seen. But yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's funny that cool, I remember. Uh, just to just to relate to that one about the thing in your ass that's odd that you would say that we had it and it, i don't know if this is with everybody but i had this it's odd how these things are so similar um and this was a different medicine i smoked uh bufo here in mexico about a I month come, ago I, I have some bufo here I, i'd love to know about that but cool yeah. it's fucking crazy dude fucking crazy you'll find out man it's uh unbelievable it's a completely a horse of a different color but equally I mean, I think ayahuasca did more work on me, but I mean, to to diminish my experience with Bufo in any way would be asinine because it was fucking extraordinary. 
But I remember I come back from, I won't tell you the whole thing, but basically I get to this point where I've broken through. I'm in this white light, infinite white light, infinite unity connected to everything. No boundaries, no human idea, no concept of self. Only all is one, one is all. And you're there for however long. But then you open your eyes and you're like, oh shit, I'm alive. I have a body. I... Okay, I'm in a I'm in a ceremony. I have taken some kind of drug. Okay. Okay, yes, I remember now. But in this moment, my body, my body is like physically, my body is vibrating. And I'm like, I'm like laid out in like a cruciform, basically. And yeah. my body is just like, uh, and I I like I don't fight it because I know what it is. It's like I, I can feel that I'm trying to shiver, like I'm shivering something out of me. Right. And there's this like tight like knot in my ass cheek and I can feel it. It's almost like a cramp. And I'm like, and, and something inside me is saying like, let that go. Like what, it, I have no idea what this means or what it is, but it was like, a, it was like my ass cheek was cramped and I just like, ah, oh, I can't get it out. And I felt it like slide down my thigh, down my calf, into my foot, and then like out through the tip of my toe. And it was like, as soon as it left out of my body, Boom. I'm just, I'm just like, okay, it's it's over now. And whatever the fuck that was, I just had to like shake it out of my body. And then all these other downloads, like there is no death, fear is an illusion, everything is love, literally everything is love. Only your perception dissuades you from seeing the love in every experience. All oh, this crazy shit, man. <laughs> just, just. And how long did it last? Ten minutes. Uh, yeah. It well, it was like 10 minutes of like me being elsewhere, like completely unaware of my body and outside my body. And then it was probably about five minutes kind of reintegrating into reality. And it was the most like my, as I came back, I just felt like everything is, everything is fractalizing and geometrical and it's all breathing and moving and flowing and vibrating and it was just this like intense, intense feeling of like holiness, of like sacredness, of I was just thinking this is like being in the, I am in the presence of God right now. Like I know I'm in, I know God is here right now and God is in me and everything is God somehow, <laughs> you know, like as hippie they and say, cliche they, they say that, that sounds. From a study perspective, I was listening to a dude the other night, I forget his name now. Shit, really good guy. And um, he was saying that, um, and they've got like categories of what they think should be studied first. And from that perspective, Bufo or 5-methoxy DMT is top, number one. Number two is MDMA. And number three is psilocybin, I believe. But I was surprised to see Bufo at the top for study. They believe that that could be the one drug that is the wonder drug, the wonder smoke that will change your life in a one-hit wonder. It will change your life in one hit. And it kind of like the 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 main thing that I I don't know, it's so hard to unpack. It's so I, I know I need to do it again because it was just so flatlining that it was like mm. and that was the one where I was like, I I am dead. Like I definitely even when I was coming back, I was like, okay, I've I've died and I'm reborn now. Like I've I'm not the same. I'm I died here and now I'm back. And Oh man, it was just so wild. But yeah, I need to do it again. You should try it, man. It is so. Yeah, crazy. I'm going to. I think. I, um, <laughs> Chang, have you smoked Changa? 
never Changa, but I've I've smoked DMT many times. Mm, well, my but I've never buddy. Used my buddy smoked DMT. He's on a bit of a journey. He's a my old chef. He's a fucking boy. He's done it about 150 times, right? Oh, I wow. sat I sat with him the other day. He did 60 milligrams of Bufo. And he said, it's not enough. <laughs> Hang on. It's not enough. It's not enough, right? And then he said, oh, I'm going to take some DMT. So he took some DMT of his own straight away. It's not enough. I was like, fucking hell, chef, what are you doing? So, and then he took another 100 milligrams of Bufo, and it still wasn't enough. He hit a bong of Changa last night, and it fucking blew him out of the fucking stratosphere. Yeah. <laughs> he was gone. <laughs> he yes, was like, oh, fuck. And he's, he, he, I could tell he was, even his, his missus, was, and we were both looking at each other. I said, is he? And she was, he always like this when he trips. And then it started really kicking in. And you could see her face go, Oh fuck, because <laughs> I've not seen so this stuff, man. Must have yeah, fuck. Yeah, I haven't yeah. spoke to him in depth about it yet, but I, I can't wait to because it really threw him somewhere. So yeah, it's worth looking into the Changa if you can get it made by somebody that is good. Definitely, yeah. I, I think I have a blend that I need to I need to uh, infuse. But anyways, yeah, man. Dude, that's wild shit. I know people are going to love this one because it's super high strange. And, man, it sounds like you got a big healing and a big breakthrough there. And uh, if anybody doubts the uh, the power of these medicines for healing and spiritual growth and consciousness exploration, just take it one time, man. You'll fucking find out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I think in more than one. Minimum, Graham Hancock says five. Five minimum. Yeah. You know, if you really want that, if you've got issues you need to get through, I mean, you were on a journey anyway with your psychedelics, but some people aren't. There's a guy I'm talking to now, like I mentioned him earlier, Arsenio, and he's on his first journey towards psychedelics, and I'm honoured to be... Um, he's invited me along on that journey with him, and we're going to do it across the water, and I'm his first ever psych, so maybe even... A, he's, he's, the guy's unemployed, so maybe even arrange a crowdfunding for him and let's get him a Peru and do a whole fucking blog on it and see the life changing and change a family as well, you know? So we're looking into that and... Yeah, and we're, oh, yeah. I'm a massive advocate for psychedelics now. I use my shop massively. I'm connected with lots of temples and if people come in my shop, youngsters, particularly like 17, 18-year-olds, they bring them... Because we mushrooms grow like 400 metres from my door. Psilocybin, mm -hmm. Liberty Caps. So you got a lot of children coming, young kids coming in, you know, for ident for IDs or is this a mushroom? So I'll sit them down in the back and say, well, I want to talk before I even give you an idea. I want to talk to you, find out why you're doing them, what you yeah. expecting, because I think people need, in a way, like a, maybe spiritual, maybe spiritual fathers or spiritual mothers around to say, listen, it's okay to do this stuff, but why are you doing it? What do you yeah. understand? You could actually get more from it than just tripping a fucking party. You know, yeah, come yeah, and lie yeah. down, come and chill out. We'll sit with you, do whatever. Yeah. And that's what I want to do in my life now. And I love it, man. I love it. Well, it's like, this is a whole nother podcast, but uh, just in closing. Yeah, it's sad that we've lost touch with these way indigenous ways of sharing knowledge yes. and wisdom. Because it's not, people, that's, you know, we touched on this early in the episode, DMT, when you in ingest it, does what DMT does. It's going to fucking twist you up. Gonna, but it's not just this drug that does this. It's not just this medicine. It's all of it. It's the song. It's the, it's the vibration, the yes. energy of the yeah. jungle, the energy of the mountain, the, 
the power of the shaman, you know, the everything has to come together to create this. And it's so sad that we've lost touch with that because these are rites of passage. These are yeah. coming of age rituals. And these are teachers that guide you and, mm. you know, connect you back to Mother Earth and then guide you through these changes in your life and help you navigate these big moments and help you understand these things that you can't see without your whatever you want to call it your yeah. third eye open or uh, yeah and, and we've lost and touch there's with a that. renaissance but there's a renaissance is it, I, yes. I mean in my country there's a renaissance i mean when you see older folk who never take psychedelics come in your shop at 58 60 and go do you know what have you heard of this ayahuasca and who has it happens i have and you sit down <laughs> with them and they go I've had ma'am on these medication. I'm fed up. I'm done. I don't want this shit anymore. I've looked. And when you see older folk, lots of them coming out of the woodwork and saying, I found this on the internet. And I believe that there's a renaissance, brother. I do. Yes. I really do. I and I think it's a plant renaissance. I always try and encourage people, only myself, stick to the plants if you can. You know you're taking as well. You don't know what you're buying on the street. You have no idea. That's plants true. are plants. You know what a plant is. You can tell. Yeah. You can. And they carry, they seem to carry some uh, other intelligence that. Uh, There's a so, ground in. There's a ground in that goes on. LSD makes you go that way, I think. Mushrooms pull you down into the ground. Yeah. Connect you to agree. Earth again. Yeah. I agree. Where, yeah. Where can people uh, where can people find you on social media, your projects? What do you want people to know yeah. about what you're working on? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm, um, well, I've got a, I've got this little short story coming out. Um, I think it's this month now. He's a bit behind because of his family commitments, man. He's a busy man. But it's a fourth edition of a psychedelic anthology. Um, and I'm in that. That's going to be available on Amazon and stuff. And there's a lot of other stories in there of psychedelics, all about psych people's journeys on psychedelics, short stories. Some of them are longer. Um, and then I'm on um, the, upper sh the underscore upper underscore shroom. It's like the back end of Mushroom uh, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I've also got that set up on YouTube, but I'm creating a back catalogue of some recordings first and then, so I've got some in a full background because of my commitments at cool. home, you know, with the kids. So yeah, and then yeah, um, yeah. I've got re... And then one more thing, I've got a CBD company, a mycology company that we, you know, we've covered it, where we get it from, but we're on Instagram. is re, re, hyphen, treat, retreat but with a hyphen after the e cbd and yeah give us a shout out guys it'd be nice yeah and yeah i'll tag you i'll tag all your social medias when i post Thanks a little promo that. um absolutely man yeah dude uh keep up the good work man this and you, you know, it's thank you thank you man it's a pleasure um, i'm really honored i was so i was nervous like fuck it's the biggest podcast i've been on man i've, ne I've never done it you know i'm new to it i was a preacher so i'm used to speaking but yeah thank uh -huh. you for giving me the opportunity Oh, no problem, man. It was a blast talking to you. That was really cool. All right, dude. Well, Keep in we'll, touch, we'll do bro. this again sometime. And, uh, you know, maybe one of these days we'll meet out there in the real world. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure. Where where are you? You're in Brazil. But um, in where Brazil. are you? Are you just traveling around a lot? Yeah, right now I am. But uh, I'm based out of Texas, cool. USA. Well, I'm sure we'll meet up sometime. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Either on this plane or another yeah, we probably have already met another. <laughs> we're probably we're probably the same the same being somewhere. <laughs> yeah. We are. We all are. Hey, it's yeah. been all awesome, right, brother. brother. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take it easy. Take care. Take care wow. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Adrian's tale. What uh, 
man, there were some heavy moments there. Uh, a lot of healing, a lot of uh, trauma. Man, this, this medicine is for real, guys. Um, we're going to try to get into some of it here as we uh, get closer to Peru. But, man, yeah, some of the stuff he was saying was just taking me back there. It's so... It really does. It gives you it's it gives you goosebumps. It gives you uh, sends chills up and down your spine when you really think back to that moment, um, because it's just the biggest thing that's ever happened to you. But uh, we've gone on and on about ayahuasca too, about ayahuasca in a row. Uh, there's a lot of shit to say about ayahuasca. Sorry guys, <laughs> uh, but thank you so much once again, Adrian, for coming on the show. Check him out on IG at the underscore upper underscore shroom s h r o o m um i'll post all of his social links in the uh, promotion in the show notes to this episode last but not least guys we urge you come join us on patreon www.patreon.com slash psychedelicast for three dollars a month if you want to hear some more of my personal writings some things that get a little deeper into my own psyche uh, I've shared some things here recently in the No Trip Sitters that are pretty personal and I've been pretty hesitant to share. Uh, so if you want to kind of get to know me a little bit better, that is a good way to do so. If you don't give a shit, I totally understand and I don't blame you. Beyond all that, guys, follow us on the socials. Stay in touch. Share with the community. Share with your friends and family. Let's do our quote and get on out of here. Today we'll leave you with a quote from a one Mr. Grand Hancock himself. There are all kinds of ways to challenge ourselves. Some people do it by climbing a mountain or scuba diving. The most profound and challenging ordeal is to drink ayahuasca. It is, in a way, the ultimate adventure. Thank you so much for joining us, Psychedelicasters. We really appreciate it. And we certainly appreciate you, as always, for joining us in the constant attempt to pry open the third eye. You guys take care. We'll see you soon. We love you.